0: And we're back with a brand new episode of Live at 605. And this is week six. And it's crazy to think that I've made it to six weeks and that there's people still listening and that there's people who are tweeting and email me in. Uh, We got a really exciting episode for you this week. But before I get into everything, let me start by introducing my guest, fan favorite. And now she's an award winner. (laughs) So I am pleased and happy to welcome back to the Live at 605 podcast. Award winner, Val Gomez.
1: Hello, it's great to be back amongst my loved ones.
0: And people are going to kick me if I don't ask you, why are you an award winner now? What have you done? <laughs> that is so amazing.
1: Um, If you guys haven't checked out, I <clears throat> John has mentioned he's a television producer, as am I. And I recently pitched a project for one of the channels I work for called Ox Music. And basically, it's just about trying to bring... Um, personality back to the air break so we're introducing three hosts and having them talk about our much more successful editorial content from our Ox tablet magazine which is the number one rated tablet magazine in the Damn. world it's pretty impressive and so i pitched this and the project's being greenlit but i won the award for increasing audience increase awesomeness <laughs> increasing audience viewership strategies and stuff so the award was for that which was pretty impressive and I was pretty excited because it took a lot of stuff and, like, fighting to get the project off the ground. But it's really great when your entire company backs you up and they honor you and recognize you for that.
0: Yeah, you've been getting pats on the back the whole week. Your big <laughs> CEOs were the one who introduced you and gave you the awards. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take a picture and put it on the Facebook. We're sitting in the music room of Studio 605 at Club 605. And we have to find a spot to put it in here. Cause this is, in here we have the Thornley poster, which I was talking about last week. We have another big rec sign poster darkness beetle posters Mm -hmm. plus a couple of plaques of myself so Mm -hmm. we
1: still have to put up jamiroquai and the beach boys
0: I want to put your cool (laughs) award-winning plaque somewhere up in here
1: I'd rather hide it but okay
0: (laughs) and then maybe we'll take some pictures and show people where this actually takes place well
1: besides me being an award winner I know like last week you had mentioned I guess you know making it to the iTunes but like little do we know with your big rec following and stuff we've managed to secure for you number 42
0: Yeah, I made it up to as high as 42 on the comedy podcast, which I think is really cool. And I couldn't have done it without everyone who's been downloading and subscribing to the Mm -hmm. podcast. It's been really, really cool.
1: And I think it's really awesome, though, that you also made not just like News and Noteworthy, you're actually on the iTunes homepage now, which is pretty badass.
0: I've been on the the front page of the podcast comedy section for the last couple weeks under News and Noteworthy. So I've been next. I said Ellen DeGeneres, Mm -hmm. Tom Green. A bunch like Dr. Drew Adam Carolla, mm-hmm. but then I was on iTunes the other day and I was actually on the front page of just the podcast under all of News and Noteworthy, not just comedy, but just everything <laughs> in general.
1: I think it's pretty cool because even like for my gig for Ox, i have to do like a lot of uh, market research and just comparative analysis and stuff and we always look at like um, different apps that you can download and there are a buttload of apps. When you think there's like, oh, you know, being number 42, it's like, oh, you're not even top 10, but there are like, hundred thousand million different apps sometimes they only do one thing so number 42 after six weeks amongst like big players like Adam Carolla and Joe Rogan and Ellen DeGeneres Mm -hmm. that's pretty amazing
0: yeah in the five minutes that we've been doing this podcast there's already been a hundred new podcasts that have been added (laughs) to iTunes so (laughs) it's like
1: birth in China yeah so (laughs) the population rate is growing
0: I've kind of been stalking all my stats lately like I'll go to iTunes every morning and be like let me just double check that I'm still in the comedy section who's no (laughs) worth okay I'm there and (laughs) But uh, yes, yeah, so we got an award winner here, and now I like to refer to myself as international podcaster <laughs> because it's been really cool. Let me just let you guys know right now uh, how to hit me up. I'll keep it short and sweet. Find me on Twitter. Follow me there. I'm at Malincamp. You know how to find me. I've said it before. Email me your co- your costumes. Email me your, <laughs> your comments and questions. I'm at live at 605 at gmail.com. Go to my WordPress, which is live at 605.wordpress.com or find me on Facebook uh, like my page it's just search live at 605 and it's been really cool Uh, before we get to the sponsorships let me just read a couple emails and tweets I've got this week because as I mentioned last week I had someone in Ghana who downloaded the podcast (laughs) which they still haven't written me yet back so I hope that they're okay and that they're still listening
1: sure it's not so bad
0: but and I said I've gotten some people in the UK and a, a bunch of people in the states so a lot of people outside of Canada but I had a cool person uh, in Ireland actually tweeted me, and I just wanted to read his tweet and give him a shout out. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a great response last week from all the Big Wreckers who listened to my Big Wreck slash Thornley podcast mm-hmm. with Dan. I got a lot of people tweeting me, adding me to Facebook, just saying how much they liked it. It was and actually
1: really interesting because even like I do love Big Wreck through you, of like, so it's like I kind of knew about them, but not till like, I guess, until I, I started dating you, but then even just listening to your podcast I was like whoa this is so impressive
0: yeah well it's just one of those things where there's such an underrated band where you know they're going on tour with Motley Crue and he gets compared to uh, Chris Cornell a lot and she's like why aren't these guys the Nickelback of Canada like why aren't they I would
2: rather not have them be the Nickelback well, yeah. of Canada why I just mean Ew. like success wise where everyone <laughs> in the
0: states know who they are yeah but it was just it was one of those things where Dan and I are like mm-hmm. we want to talk about them because that's Half our conversations are always about either the darkness <laughs> or a big wreck.
1: Don't I know it?
0: And also we just had funny experiences from like the concert where we were talking about how you were trying to slip Ian Thornley a note to get me on you stage. You didn't know
1: that though. When I listened to the podcast, I was yeah. like, oh my god, we didn't tell you about that with the pizza pizza note.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that you wrote the note on pizza pizza. till <laughs> yeah. Dan told me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's a bunch of people um, – the coolest one uh, who tweeted me about the Big Wreck podcast mm-hmm. this week comes from Dublin, Ireland. Cool. And I'm sorry if I get your name wrong, but it was Fergal, Fergal Daily? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if I mispronounced that. I should know better. Mm-hmm. I am Irish myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't been to the motherland. So <laughs> So, anyways, uh, he tweeted me at Mallonkamp, and he said, listening to the Big Wreck podcast, Hour and a half discussion. I couldn't believe it. Fantastic work. Well done. Yeah, so thank you so much for that. I tweeted him back and retweeted Mm -hmm.
1: him. So has Big Rec made it out that way then?
0: No, he then – I tweeted him and asked him if he had any experiences. And Mm -hmm. I don't have his other tweet here, but he tweeted me back saying, uh, Love the podcast. Really liked hearing your stories about the concerts as I've never been to one before. So clearly they haven't made their way. Maybe this
1: is a good ploy to be like, guys, you got some fans overseas.
0: Oh, yeah. It's just, it's like they're going on a big US tour for the first time in I don't know how many years. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, I mean, there's a lot of bands, especially in Canada. Like, take someone like Billy Talent, who's Mm -hmm. pretty big in Canada, not so big in the US. Yeah. But out in like Europe and the UK and everything, they're really big. So. Mm I wouldn't be surprised if he did have a really big uh, big rec following out, out that way.
1: One of this, I swear this is not becoming a way to promote the channel I work for, Ox, but one of the <laughs> shows that we run on Ox is called Other Voices, and it's really, it's a really elegant concert program, and it takes place in, I think it's Dig- Dingle, Ireland? Dingleberry? <laughs> no, it's like a little rural town, and they actually shoot a lot of concerts in Um, a church and like just very small intimate venues, but some of the rockers who perform in there are like really intense, fierce musicians. Mm -hmm. So I almost want to be like, get Big Rec and Ian to like write in and be like, we want to be on other voices, right? So now maybe your friend, Burgle can go see him properly.
0: Well, we just found out one of the girls you work with, one of your uh, great co-workers, actually lives next door to Ian Thorne Lee. Yeah, I was
1: like, okay, so I'm sitting in a meeting, guys, and um, we're just brainwashing, brainwashing. <laughs> Who are you brainwashing? Oh, <laughs> my God, what kind of circle You're am I sitting in? Right, so we're brainstorming, <laughs> right? Uh, we're brainstorming about some different digital initiatives for Ox, and we were just talking about um, CMW, uh, coming in a couple weeks Canadian to Toronto. Canadian Music Week yep. to all uh, our
0: international listeners. Yep,
1: and so they were considering doing it. No, sorry, we're talking about that, and then we were also talking about Polaris yep. coming to Toronto again and different venues and different musicians who have played there. And our music director had actually mentioned, they're like, oh, Big Wreck did a lot of stuff. And I thought this was like super creepy and like kind of ironic because John's yeah. podcast just came out about Big Rec that morning. And so mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, this is so weird. And so we were talking about Big Rec and he was saying he's like, oh, we've done a lot of shows with Big Rec at, like, the Carloo. And he was mentioning how um, one of the directors who had worked for him, also a friend of ours, Joel Goldberg, worked with him. And then my friend Ashley, who was sitting beside me, was like, Ian Thornley, that's our friend Nicole's neighbor. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, you can literally pass sugar t- through the window. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, my God, don't tell my boyfriend that, as he just did a podcast about Big Rec and Ian Thornley. Because yeah. I was like, we'll try and, like... Like go to his house and like be like come on the podcast. <laughs>
3: exactly.
1: So no, I think that's pretty cool and it's really impressive to know that the music industry here is still like obviously paying attention to like what they're doing and like Albatr we spoke about albatross for a while, so that was pretty impressive. So
0: hopefully they come out for Polaris. And you know what, uh the benefit of talking about Big Rec right now, I didn't get a chance to ask or talk about this with Dan, but this actually relates to you. Because and a lot of people have always asked about this thing. I'm going to tell you now. I'm Not put you on the spot, but oh my I'm God. interested I'm so to hear what your thoughts are. Okay. But you were a part. I'm pretty sure you're either a class behind or the actual class or class ahead. Uh, you went to Ryerson, yes. and there was the Ryerson student who filmed. Yeah, that was the, my friend. Yeah, they're supposed to film the Big Rack, or sorry, yeah. Thornley DVD. Mm-hmm.
2: They went and, on tour with um, Thornley.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people on the message boards and the Facebook pages. I've always asked whatever happens, it never came out. So I don't know if you can give us any insight because you're.
1: Uh, um Well, OK, so this is like insight slash twofold story. Um, When John and I first started dating, I was like, "Ooh, he likes Big Rack. Here's a way into his heart." Kind of thing. I'll get him this DVD. But my friend, who was the executive producer for that documentary, she actually moved to Australia. So I was like hitting her up, and I was like, "Renee, um, what's the deal with this? (laughs) Right?" And then she's like, "Oh, we actually have no more copies because they initially, I think, they put them in rotation at HMV, and then Mm -hmm. they sold out, so they didn't like mass produce it." Um, However, I think there's probably like if I asked her intensely, she probably Mm -hmm. has like a Mac card like archive yeah. drive or something and she can rip it for us no, so.
0: I, I feel like we have such great like our iPhones have you know we can make our own Thornley DVD mm. by going to a show and bringing our iPhones yeah. and seeing it opposite ends of the stage that we could capture our own I show. think it's
1: really cool though like just about the DVD um, I remember seeing it for Practicum and like I didn't know Thornley. like a new Come Again just came out and yeah. it was like really amazing song like obviously it's an anthem it got played on the edge a lot and the cool thing about this gig, especially because I was so close to Renee, was that she would text me and she was on tour with the band and it was like working out of a truck, essentially, and like guerrilla style editing. Like you'd go to the concert, you were completely like a band-aid for half the time, and then you'd go back to the truck and you'd start like literally editing on your laptop till like four in the morning. So it was like such a rock and roll lifestyle across like five major cities across Canada. And I thought that that was, like, a really cool way to shoot a documentary because you don't really do that. Not that you don't do that anymore, but you don't see a lot of student projects that are like that. And that the caliber that they did turn out was pretty impressive.
0: It is impressive because I'm thinking back to when I was in college and my, my big project was this short film about a guy. It was, like, take on the Bible, but in, like, modern time about drugs – and our lead actor looked like Seth Green, and it was just <laughs> nowhere near as good or as cool as
1: the, <laughs> Yeah, but it was the, completely the, prolific the, s- in sounding.
0: Yeah. But uh, anyways, that, well, thanks for giving us the insight about mm-hmm. that. I know everyone uh, listening from the Big Rec fan group will be interested yeah. to hear about that. And actually, I got another... I got a Facebook message from a girl named Laura from the Big Rec group, who's been really awesome and really supportive of the podcast, too. So I just wanted to read her, uh, her message that she sent to me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she said, thanks so much for posting this here. I'm going to give it give it a listen on later today. I can already tell you that I, brackets we, would love to hear another Big Wreck cast. Oh. Maybe I can send you something too. Uh, or maybe I can send something to you.
1: That'd be wicked. Maybe you should ask her like what her favorite experience was or something.
0: Yeah, I, I'll put it out right now. Anyone who's listening who's a big fan of Big Wreck or Ian Thornley or knows her songs, mm-hmm. tweet me, email me, Facebook me what your favorite songs are.
1: I have the ultimate Big Wreck question. Okay. So straight up, people, Danim- Danimal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we call him Danimal. In the Dan, last podcast,
1: Dan Craig, who was on the last podcast, big, big break podcast. He pitched me through a text message being like,
2: hey, Val, do you want to go see the best Big Wreck concert ever? And I was like, straight up,
1: I do. Where is it? And he's like, they're playing Corn Fest (laughs) in Jarvis, Ontario. When you get there, you'll get a bushel of corn as your acceptance into the field. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this sounds amazing. The only problem is we couldn't rent a car at the time, so we couldn't go. But I want to know if anyone has seen Thornley or Big Wreck at Cornfest because there were multiple shows and multiple locations.
0: That is a fantastic question. I would love to know it. Let me know if you remember what songs they played, if they played a long set, mm-hmm. if Ian Thornley ate corn on stage, if anyone threw corn at him. Totally. Yeah, any insight into this because I think I tried to look up on YouTube uh Thornley plays Cornfest and there's nothing.
1: I think it's such like a hidden show and I'm like kind of pissed that we never made it and like secretly hoping they come back and do like Cornfest, the sequel. Yeah. So,
0: uh, yeah, that's a good question. So, anyone <laughs> tweet us or Facebook us or email me and let us know if you've been to Cornfest. <laughs> yeah. And I got a couple more emails I'll read before we get back into the show. And this one, we have uh, an email from someone who tweeted me last week. Mm-hmm. This one comes from Ben Elliott, and he's from beautiful Oakville, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And he writes, Hey, John, and live at Six Five Team. I tweeted you last episode and you said you didn't know where I was. Uh, so I wanted <laughs> so to email crazy. you and say, A, great job on the podcast. I love the bands of the week. And B, I'm from Oakville and I like to play wiffle ball. What the hell <laughs> like, is wiffle ball? Isn't that like baseball's like little toy baseball bats
1: or something? Is Weird. that like nerf?
0: Yeah, I think it is like a nerf thing. <laughs> Weird. Uh he also wrote and C, when is Val gonna be back in the podcast? <laughs> She was hilarious. Keep it up, Brick Squad for life.
3: Oh, my God. Well,
0: Ben, your wish is our command, and we actually have that on the podcast, backed by popular demand.
1: (laughs) Not at all. It's five feet away from where I usually am after 5 p.m., so.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I'm glad, yeah, because he tweeted me last week, and Mm -hmm. I guess not all Twitters say where you're from, and I like to say where people are from, Mm -hmm. uh, like the guy from Ireland and the girl, Laura, the Facebook who emailed me, I believe she's... Located out of Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see. Thanks, Ben. You're from Oakville, which we know a few people out there. Maybe you know them. Who knows? <laughs> uh, and I like that you wrote Brick Squad for Life. That's the Gucci main reference.
2: That's amazing.
0: And you know what's weird? You were saying how the Big Wreck podcast came out on uh, tuesday and then mm-hmm. you were talking about it at work mm-hmm. we, you and i had been talking a lot of gucci main lately because i was playing <laughs> you that lemonade yeah. song i like that song. And i just been listening to it a lot because of like the previous podcast mm-hmm. and then i was listening to the joe rogan podcast last night when i was doing dishes
2: okay
0: and they all of a sudden started talking about gucci main
2: so weird and they started playing
0: the song lemonade which was on my top 25 playlist <laughs> so
1: random so i
0: just thought it was like really weird and random so maybe joe rogan's listening to my podcast if he is <laughs> What's up? I'd love to do your podcast. Come do mine and we'll...
1: (laughs) Just hang out.
0: Have your people call my people.
1: I think I am his people, so just call myself. All
0: right. Thanks, Ben. And we got one more email here, and this one comes from Vanessa. She emailed me, but she didn't tell me where she's from, and she says, Hiya, do you have any more Hannah Simone stories? She's so funny, a new girl. And that's it. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Hannah.
2: Do you have any more Hannah Simone stories?
0: You know what? I do. But before I get into it, let me just get the sponsorship out of the way. Okay. Because they'll get really mad. You're supposed to do the sponsorships at the start of the show. And so they get mad if you don't do it right away. So let me just do the sponsorship and then I'll tell my second Hannah Simone story. Done. Which also takes place in an elevator. All right, guys. So week six of Live at 6.05 is sponsored to you. By people who leave comments on hip-hop websites. I'm pretty sure this is my favorite sponsorship so far. If I had to rank my comedy heroes, it would go Will Ferrell, Dave Chappelle, and people who leave comments on rap sites. Okay. Like, it's by far the funniest shit you'll read on the internet. What did they put? It's just, well, let me tell you a couple of the rules about posting on, on rap websites. Okay. You're familiar with trolling? Yeah. Trolling. So
1: my friend Jason trolled Tammy the other day. Did he? <laughs> yeah.
0: I've definitely done trolling on, on rap websites because it's hilarious. Yeah. But so here's a couple rules uh about checking out comment sections on rap websites. Okay. First three rappers everyone hates the most, Lil Wayne,
2: huh. Drake,
0: and Rick Ross.
2: Why
1: Drake?
0: Cuz everyone calls him like the F word, and I'm not, I don't mean fuck. They call him for like singing, like he's like, how a real naive ref. I am. I'm
1: like, what other F word? Yeah, you in know, the,
0: an <laughs> awful slur.
1: Uh, oh, I hate that word. Exactly, that's why okay. I just said the
0: F word. Uh, So people hate Lil Wayne because, like, the way he dresses and they think he's a sellout. They hate Drake because he sings and they think he's a sellout because he's like uh-huh. a Canadian to grassy uh, background. Jimmy. <laughs> and people hate Rick Ross because he's fat and because he used to be a correctionals officer. And he's not a real gangster like he portrays. Are you serious? Yeah. That's
1: so ridiculous. So
0: it's just hilarious because a lot of people on these websites, it, whether it's like a news song or it, it could be a, a news post about LL Cool J mm-hmm. and half the comments will just be about Lil Wayne Drake and Rick Ross, but it's people trolling to get reactions yeah. from people. Uh, so I just wanted to read – I. I, I Printed out a couple uh, comments. Okay. So the best site I find to read these comments, go to hiphopdx.com. I spend my whole lunch break every day just reading the <laughs> comments section because they're hilarious. Yeah. So let me read to you guys. This one is from HipHopDX, and it was the, it was a news article, and the headline was, Lil Wayne, I am not a human being to track list and cover art. So it's just an article about his new album that's coming out, mm-hmm. showing off what the cover looks like and listing out all the songs on it. This is a couple of comments that I read. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is from Ha Ha Ha, Wayne All Day. Okay. Everyone mad that Wayne's selling and making money. Wayne never flops and he sells more than your favorite rapper. YMCMB, Trunk the world. <laughs> okay, I don't even know what any of that means. YMCMB's Young Money Cash Money Billionaires, which is his record label.
1: Oh, Okay, I was like, I need an
0: abanics dictionary. And Trunk the world, world spelled U W U R L. So I don't know. <laughs> but I thought That's that so was, weird. That was funny. Um, another post on that one came from So Icy Boy, oh. aka <laughs> Young Boy, and he wrote, "This is gonna be awesome. Best album of the year. Legendary features two chains." Soulja Boy, Gunplay, Drizzy, Big Sean, Nicki, dot, 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 all new gods of hip-hop. Lil Wayne sold the most records of the decade. That's why he's (laughs) the best rapper alive. Swag.
1: I like when you try and sound gangster, you sound robotic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just like he wrote Diz, like D-I-D-I-D. He's spelling everything with Z's instead of S's. Another person everyone hates is a rapper called Tyga. He, saw, he signed the Little Wayne's Cash Money Records as well. Okay. So this was a news article about his Hotel California album.
1: Like the Eagles?
0: Well, he has this new album coming out called Hotel California. Okay. It's really weird because it's like, you're a rapper. Why are you referencing the Eagles? Yeah. So this one comes from...
1: Maybe he loves him some Don Henley. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> this one comes from Dang. <laughs> he wrote, fuck the hoe, young money, cash money chump. Them ho-ass N-words don't want it with that Zulu squad. Fuck all you haters. Tiger better watch himself. We in this bitch. I have no idea what he's trying to get across. And then someone uh, wrote back to that comment, and mm. this came from Hot Pocket. And he said. <laughs> That's a
1: wicked rap name.
0: He said, I see you straight jacking Iron Chic swag. Step your game up and get your own bitch. So this is only, like, four comments from hundreds of comments on every single article.
2: I'm, like, floored by these people.
0: Yeah. Anyways, guys, sponsorship of the week is anyone who leaves comments on rap websites, go to hiphopdx.com, go to either the audio section or the news section, and just read all the comments. They're hilarious. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into this week's episode... <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't know. <laughs> what What did you slip into your drink over there? <laughs> I
2: don't know.
0: The theme of this week is first world problems, <laughs> because we are privileged to live in beautiful downtown Toronto in a very nice apartment. We have good jobs, great families, and it's just like
2: I don't
1: feel like we pull a lot of first world problems. Are
0: <laughs> you were saying we? I don't feel like we have great families. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we do. We do. <laughs>
0: So the thing is, it's just like we really have nothing to complain about because we don't live in like a third world nation where we're going hungry all the time or
2: there's like famine or or like extreme poverty.
0: Yeah, it's just we have jobs. We have jobs. We go to movies. We have concerts. Yeah, we have a big ass screen TV and watch you know Mm -hmm. HBO. But it's just <laughs>
1: – I love what we distinguish as a first world. Okay.
0: Well, big screens and HBO. Sure. I, just, I feel like we've made it. Of course. It. Okay. So I just find it funny if you go over the internet. Like I was just reading those emails from rap websites. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the people – the things people complain about on the internet are such first world problems. When you look back to stuff that was going on in like Egypt a, f- a couple years mm-hmm. ago when people were using social media to make a difference, right? hmm That doesn't happen in North America. When was the last time someone went on, you know, like Twitter to like start a revolution or, or to really help something that's going on in their community? Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe Trayvon Martin or something
1: like that. I think they're, like, few and far between. Because, like, the other channel I work for, we try and be proactive. But it's always, like, Bill 115 kind of thing. And people bitch about that or something.
0: Yeah. So this week we're going to read – I have some old emails I found about just funny shit about people who have emailed me. I'm going to go through some old, like, Facebook statuses and comments. Nice. We have uh, a couple – We have a
1: couple sketches.
0: Yeah, we have a couple sketches of some – hilarious things some real
1: life sketches of this is like a real life transcript
0: exactly but i i got an email earlier asking about if i had any more hannah simone stories so if anyone remembers i think it was back in episode two or three where i told my experience about how i blew a chance to hook up with hannah simone in an elevator I'm not going to retell that story. So if you want to know that, go back and listen to one of the earlier podcasts. (laughs) But I do have another story, a pretty funny story about me and Hannah Simone. Uh, So if people don't know, I used to work in the Much Music building here in Toronto, 299 Queen Street. And I worked there when Hannah Simone was a VJ for Much Music. Mm -hmm. So I was here all the time. Like My desk used to be next to the voiceover booth. And so she would always sit at the couch in front of my desk waiting to go into the VO booth. Okay. So I'd always just, like, inconspicuously, like, stare at her. <laughs> so and, like, crazy. try to, like, read her mind and be like, you want me. You know you do. <laughs> but the best was always when I would get in the elevator and it would just be, like, me and her. Mm-hmm. So I have another elevator story with me, me Hannah Simone, and Robin Thick.
2: Ooh. So the plot thickens this yeah. time.
0: Okay, so – Rewind back before I knew Val mm-hmm. as the award-winning girl that she is now. <laughs> and I still worked uh, in the Much Music building. So I was coming, I'm pretty sure, from the basement, going all the way up to the fifth floor where my office was. So I'm downstairs in the basement. Elevator comes. All by myself, I get in, goes up to floor one. Elevator opens, and there it is, just Hannah Simone. Oh! <laughs> she walks in by herself. I'm like, yes. I try to say something witty, like, "Haven't seen you this week," or something like, like that. Like, your or,
1: voice becomes like oddly higher <laughs> when you're trying to be smooth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think it was more just like, which floor, ma'am? <laughs> so she comes in and she's going up to the fifth floor with me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, score, just her and me. And then all of a sudden, someone runs down and just yells, "Hold the elevator!"
2: Is it Robin Thick?
0: Well. Uh, first of all, I'm like, God damn it! I didn't want to share the elevator with anyone because if it's another guy, they're gonna like try and compete with me to like make her laugh. Okay. Because she was hot to trot, still is. <laughs> so it's some guy who's working for Much Music being like, Hold the elevator! We got like a whole bunch of people coming. Mm-hmm. So it's just like me and Hannah Simone just kind of hanging out there, being like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And so it's almost like a clown car. where just like, fifteen people come and it's just like they crowd the crowd elevator. Crowd the elevator. And someone walks in. this really tall, you know, good-looking young guy, and I'm like. Thinking to myself, oh, that looks like Robin
1: Thicke,
0: R and B singer whose dad is Alan Thicke from Growing Pains
1: slash Pictionary fame.
0: Oh, that was a great show. I forgot about yeah. that one. So Alan Thicke walks in, I think, with like his entourage and mm-hmm. like some producers and just like a whole bunch of people, mm-hmm. and they were going only going up to the second floor. Okay, I'm like, oh, we're on the first floor. Why do they even need to take the elevator? Anyways, what should have taken like a 10-second elevator ride got dragged out to like five minutes long, mm-hmm. just because we had to wait for people to come in. And then people getting out and the whole time it's just like me scrunched up next to Hannah Simone, like we're shoulder to shoulder. Okay. And I'm like, hell yes, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden, no one's really saying anything like Hannah Simone's not talking to Robin Thicke or it's just, I think Robin Thicke's just being like, okay, what's the next interview? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So then they get off at the second floor and it takes a few minutes for them all to get out. Okay. And then just back to me and Hannah Simone again. And I'm just kind of like giggling because I'm looking at her and. She says to me, she's like, or she says, I wonder who that was. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm pretty sure that was Robin Thicke, the R&B singer. Okay. And she goes, oh, you know what? You're right. I was just talking to Nelly Furtado, and she told me how her and Robin Thicke were hooking up this weekend because he was in town for a show.
2: Oh. I
0: was like, oh, that's really cool. And then she goes, and this is. Is up there one of the greatest moments of my life. Okay. As she's getting out of the elevator, she goes, grabs my arm, grabs my shoulder, touches me, and says, "You're smart. I owe you a cookie for that." <laughs> and then she walks out down the hall.
1: It's almost patronizing.
0: And then I passed out in the elevator and woke up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I passed out, but we were just joking around, being, being like. She's like, "Oh, you know, you got it right, you know who that was. I'll yes. give you a cookie." And it wasn't patronizing. It was just like making I was small like, talk. "Oh,
1: good for you, little John. You got that right. You I'll, get a cookie."
0: I'll be more than happy to be like her little lap dog if she wants. I love
1: that I'm sitting here with John as he's telling me these stories.
0: You know the same thing would be happening if I said that was you and John Hammond in that
1: Hell's. Yeah. <laughs> I would be more than his little like slave than for that. So Brother
0: here's a vow. Don't listen my to this. God. Yeah, so that was the story. She never gave me a cookie. I Mm -hmm. need to, like, we need to go to Hollywood for a vacation. Mm -hmm. Go find her on the New Girl set.
1: I'd like to point out, though, like, brothers of Val don't listen, but I at least stay within the John realm. All the men I like outside of you are all John men. John Hamm, John (laughs) Krasansky, John Stamos, who's my actual soulmate, if you're ever around. And there's one more, isn't there? Uh, John Mallon? Oh, yeah, it is John Mallon, but I said you <laughs> first. Ah. You
0: know what? John Stamos was in Markham not too long ago filming, like, a, a made-for-TV movie or something. Oh,
1: I remember. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Right? I got word.
0: There you go. Is that the night you snuck out of the, the apartment? To <laughs> yeah, to I may it?
1: have captured Ferris and been like, we're going on a road trip.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's my uh, story of Hannah Simone about why she owes me a cookie, and I still haven't washed the shoulder of where she touched me, so... Okay, so let's get right into first world problems and this is (laughs) this is definitely a first world problem is we like to have parties, especially here at Club six oh five, because we have a a good size apartment, you love hosting shindigs and Mm -hmm having people over and decorating the place. I love being the DJ and playing music. Mm-hmm. So we just like to have parties here and get all your friends, my friends, mm-hmm. and just parte as they say. Mm-hmm. First world problem is you wanted to have a party and there was no the theme. Well, no theme, there's just no, you wanted an excuse to throw
3: a party. Well,
1: yeah, my friend Jason came up to me at work and I'm like editing and he's like, Hey Val, he's like, so, he's like, I hear you might have a party. And I was like, I will have a party. And he's like, yeah, he's like, can you not do it when, uh, When i'm away in miami and i was like no no no, of course i wouldn't do it while you're away in miami and so i was like score got to get all the high energy friends together we got to figure out like when can we do this party because i am definitely gonna like throw one texted you said are you cool to do it this day then we're like we need a theme
0: (laughs) so the theme was
1: okay because we couldn't figure out a theme there was no birthdays coming up no like you can't do like a after valentine's day party that's insane And then we decided, so it was kind of like the venue decided our theme a little bit. Um, We were taking it to Crocodile Rock, which is your favorite venue of choice when you're trying to pick up a cougar or a Mm six-year-old or a business person or a farmer. Like, every (laughs) walk of life is in this establishment. So, and it's really cool because it's really cheap booze. So, what can you do in a venue like this? A bachelorette party. However, none of our friends are getting married, so we're like, let's throw a fake faux (laughs) bachelorette party. And then we're like, let's just pick a friend who's amazing and will do anything. Maddie O'Shaughnessy, you will be our bride.
0: Exactly. So that was the theme of the party that week. And so let's – should we just talk about the craziness that was that day? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> we have to, before we get into the Saturday night that was the faux bachelorette party, mm-hmm. we have to go back a day, go back in time to the Friday night before.
1: Which we both had a very different night that night.
0: Yeah, let's start with your night. What were you doing the Friday night before our <laughs> fake bachelorette so, party? So
1: two of my other friends, um, Tammy and Zeeshan, who are dating, who are a wicked couple, and just like two of my really awesome friends and, and John's um, are applying for the amazing race Canada. So me and my other friend, Kate, were like, we're going to film your audition video. So literally gorilla styles again, right after work, it's a really long week. We haul ass to Kate's apartment and we start filming their amazing race audition video. We then go out for dinner. We like shoot the shit about work and stuff for like a couple hours. It's 11 o'clock. I have to come home and write an essay essentially digitize all this stuff. And cause I'm going to edit it for them. So I got home at about 11 and I'm editing myself and writing my paper till about one in the morning when
0: well i definitely had a way different night from yours uh i had a guy's night that night yeah so it was me sean and dan Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and everyone i talked to they're like you had dan on the podcast you keep talking about sean when's sean gonna be on the podcast
2: i know gonna
0: get him in soon don't worry i already have that episode planned so look for that one in the new near future okay so us guys we realized we hadn't done like a guy's night since October when we were in New York mm-hmm. to go see the darkness. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, well, we're all free this night. You're going to be busy with essays and stuff. Let's go out,
3: mm-hmm. and have
0: some drinks, and just see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. So the three of us decided to go to uh, the Blake House for dinner. It's kind of like our hangout whenever we go because there's good food and good drinks there. Mm-hmm. So the idea was well, before we went there, Sean texted me and he's just like, do you have a funnel? And I, <laughs> I wrote...
1: <laughs> we're in a frat house, apparently. Yeah.
0: I wrote back, I'm um, just... And then he wrote back, not for chugging, but for beer making. <laughs> I was like, no, sorry. And I'm like, we're making beer? So we go to the Blake house, and the idea of the guy's night was, you know, to have a couple drinks, eat some dinner, then go back to Dan's house and try to make beer. Mm-hmm. Because he got a beer making kit for Christmas. So I was like, all right, that works for me. So mm-hmm. we go eat dinner, have a few drinks, just shoot the shit, whatever go to the beer store pick up a bunch of drinks to bring home to Mm -hmm. drink while we make the drink because when you make beer apparently it takes at least two weeks to like ferment or or whatever
1: it's called yeah apparently
0: it takes it's a month-long process where it's like two weeks to ferment and then two weeks you have to like cool it down or something like that that's ambitious yeah so we go back to dan's place we have all the ingredients we have pots and pans and everything we need and we're having more drinks and we're trying to make beer we're you know sterilizing the counter and all this stuff and then it turns out that the pot we had wasn't big enough. To hold the wheat. The wheat or the barley or whatever you <laughs> need to hold it
1: What with. other other animal food you have? Yeah. Okay.
0: So we couldn't actually make beer that night. So what did we do instead was we just ended up drinking the beer that we brought and that <laughs> we bought. So we just drank a lot and listened to music and just kind of like hung out mm-hmm. so anyway so i come back to the house around like one o'clock or so you're still like in full-blown essay mode
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm pretty drunk i'm like i need now here you're
1: annihilated drunk
0: well it was guys night we yeah. gotta do it right i just remember like trying to like make english muffins with this a big ma-
1: okay straight up knife. this is what you want to do a, a dude who's wasted off his ass Trying to cut a tiny English muffin with the equivalent of a cleaver, right? And I'm like, um, hey, champ, why don't you let me do that? And you're like, well, okay.
0: Oddly <laughs> enough, hey, champ is the name of the band of the week from week one. <laughs> yeah,
1: I aim to
3: please.
0: Yeah, so I just remember you helped me out. I ate English muffins. I watched one girl five gays, and then I passed out. Went to bed. Yes. A cute Saturday morning where I wake up and I am hung over his balls. Which
1: I'm like, this is fantastic because I actually need John to help me prep for today's party.
0: And there was a lot to do. Like, we had, I did had take down all the, the big Christmas tree that we had.
1: Brad Brickton.
0: Uh <laughs> I had to take down just all the decorations and just, you know, move all the chairs and couches and all this stuff. And I, my head's pounding. My stomach is just like <laughs> bubbling with. We Grossness. actually walked
1: for 45 minutes to the other side of like King Street West uh, to go have lunch. Yeah. And Well, here's the
0: thing is I always find like I can't – if I'm really hungover, mm-hmm. if I sleep, it's not going to make me feel better. I have to go outside and get fresh air and walk around or go to the gym mm-hmm. and work out. So before we walked to the other side of Toronto, I went on my own hour and a half walk just mm-hmm. to like clear my head and feel better.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It helped a little bit. Then when I came home, I still just felt like crap. So I'm like – I didn't eat any eating anything. People were going to come over like around 8 o'clock. I think it was about 3.30. So I'm like, can we just go get lunch? But can we walk to wherever we're going? <laughs> we walked to the one that got away on King Street. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really hungover. We order fish. I order like
1: fish and chips.
3: fish
0: and chips. You get fish tacos. I have about three bites. I feel like I'm going to be sick. So I run to the washroom, try to make myself throw up to feel better. Nothing's coming out. I'm in this dirty bathroom in the basement of a some
1: <laughs> restaurant.
0: Restaurant fast food place. I'm just like, I am not having it.
1: We were literally there all of twelve minutes and John's like, I gotta go
0: home. <laughs> I'm like
1: we just spent forty five minutes fucking walking here.
0: The Dr. Pepper is really good that I drank. So then
1: we cabbed all the way home. <laughs> so we've effectively paid like $42 to go to King Street.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you liked your food. You ate it all.
1: I know. My food was delicious.
0: And then I came home and I went to sleep for like an hour as you kind of just mm-hmm. got ready for the party.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So anyways, the party starts and we have like all these like jello shots and you made food and we have drinks. We have the Astra beer bucket. made
1: Skittle vodka.
0: He made Skittle vodka. I still feel hung over his balls even at like nine at night. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just...
1: You have to rally.
0: At the rally, so I'm just—I basically had one and a half beers at our apartment.
1: Mm-hmm. Miranda bought you a Korean Red Bull.
0: Oh my god! We sent the message out to everybody, all of our friends who were coming over, to please bring like Red Bull,
1: just to get John prepared.
0: So Miranda came over and she brought—what was it like? Some Korean? It's
1: Korean Red Bull. I think I have a picture of it. I will post it. I think it's on my iPhone.
0: So she brought that. Uh, Ferris brought. A, like two giant red Bull cans mm-hmm.
1: Matt brought you like monster or something Matt
0: brought me monster energy drink or mm-hmm. something everyone just brought me some kind of energy drink so I ended up having I believe the monster drink first that Matt gave me
1: yeah
0: kind of helped a bit and then Miranda came over and I drank her weirdo Korean yeah it's drink. like
1: in a medicine bottle.
0: Yeah, that one was really interesting because at first it had like four different tastes that hit my my mouth. Mm-hmm. First, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Then it was repulsive, <laughs> and then it tasted like eggs, and then it just Ew. kind of tasted like you were eating paper. So Ew. I remember That's having, very accurate though. Yeah, I remember having about four sips of that, being like, either this is gonna make me feel better or my heart's gonna explode from all these energy <laughs> drinks. So, uh, so I just kind of like sip on drinks a couple times, mm-hmm. you know, here at the apartment. Everyone's starting to come over, and it just. It goes from having like maybe five people here mm-hmm. to just like rowdy ass fuck pretty much, right?
1: I love that though. I think the one thing that John always tells me is like pre-parties. Like I treat like our pre-party house parties as a like a definitive party on its own. And it's like everybody has to be here. It's not like three of your closest friends. It's like. Thirty of your closest friends, who are the, you're then actually shifting over to the next venue of choice. So I get really upset. So this could be my first world problem.
0: Yeah, I, we, <laughs> let's let's save this. We'll talk about this okay. afterwards. We'll okay. Okay. Because we're we're going through first world problems, and we're gonna explain. Like I have my own first world problem. And you have your own. Yeah. Let's put a pin in it for now. And okay. We'll okay.
1: So yeah, but we had like a okay. So we, <laughs> we had a lot of our friends here, and it was just like I think everybody was like. Obliterated at one point because on uh, W Burger near us. Like a bunch of our friends went there first, and there's ten dollar pitchers, so they were drinking for a while. Like all of us were pretty shot. We had a game that was being played. I don't even remember a game being
2: played.
0: The, the pin the
1: oh, pin the tail on the prostitute. Pin the dick. <laughs> on... No, it was like
2: pin the kiss on the prostitute. Why don't
0: you tell that experience for everybody? Um, at home? so
2: clearly I have no sense of the anatomy of a male man. So you literally, like, exactly like pin the tail on the donkey
1: you're blindfolded and you just have these like uh, lipstick kisses and you have to pin him on this naked dude. And so everyone played Becca, Maddie, myself, I think Ferris, except they all got a lot closer to the man than I did. I basically got like a foot away um, from the actual general area (laughs) where bachelorettes want to kiss, essentially. Balls? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I think that's gross. I remember um,
0: being hungover, looking over, people laughing. Someone drew like this big cock on them. Or something. That
1: was me. And it looked like a man giving the thumbs up. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, my teachers would be mortified. <laughs> then I had like really bad like, memories of, like, Miranda scolding me for not, like, reading Fully Alive properly and not kn- knowing the difference between a male genitalia and female genitalia.
0: What's, on. F- what's Fully Alive?
1: Fully Alive, oh, my God. I have, like, haunting memories of this. Fully Alive were these books that we used to read in grade like four through seven and they were how to be a sexual human being in the modern From age grades
0: four to seven
1: yeah and it was just like they would teach you about like the reproductive system and weird. stuff but then as you got progressively older shit would become a little bit weird right and so like i remember i came it had to have been in high school because miranda was in my class we had a diagram of the boy's anatomy and the <laughs> girl's anatomy and then I, you had to, like, list all the parts. Except I totally reversed the parts.
4: What?
1: Because so, the guy didn't have a huge, like, schlong. So I couldn't tell what was what. It was a very awkward time in my life. So I failed the test, needless to say.
0: You want to know how I learned about all that birds and the bee stuff? Go. I just watched Porkies.
2: Ew! <laughs> Canadian porn at its best. This
0: is the weirdest. I remember being, like, 15 and, like, watching it on Showcase one night on, like, a Friday night. Being Gross. like What is this weird 80s movie where, like... Guys are like shoving their dicks through Ew. holes and just girls like grabbing on them and Ew. <laughs> I think we had a book in my house it was called like My Body and Me or something like that. <laughs> I remember like my dad awkwardly reading it to me or something like that. Alright, so back to this the the fake bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. This is even before we get to Crock Rock. I just remember still being really hung over here uh and watching you guys play the pin the penis on the prostitute or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, we had a lot going on. So there's people talking, music playing. We had the hockey game on in the background. because It was the Sens versus the Leafs. Yeah. Because we're big Sens fans Mm -hmm. and everyone else Leafs fans. So we were kind of keeping our eye on that. I remember trying to like round up people because I wanted to do a drunk cast. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people, when you tell them like, oh, I'm doing Mm -hmm. a podcast. We want to do like a a five-minute thing with me. Mm -hmm. People think it's more – like an interview. Interview or it's just like I'm just going to sit there and have them say something interesting mm-hmm. where it's really just, just like a conversation. I felt
1: the same way before like you started with me as well because I was like, I have to prepare. So, What's my motive? Yeah,
0: I feel like I was catching people off guard where they're just like, uh, uh, come back to me. I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one guy who was up for it, and I am going to have him on the podcast, mm-hmm. your friend Jason, who pretty much <laughs> is why we had the party because he wanted to party with yeah. us. He's going to come on probably in a couple weeks mm-hmm. and we're just going to talk about like you know, the upcoming baseball season. And mm-hmm. I think he has some hilarious stories. He was telling me during the party about going to Oshiega, Yeah. And just being like, I think he said he was blackout drunk, making out with his ex-girlfriend backstage at like <laughs> the with <laughs> Webster show or oh something. Oh my God. So I want to have, he's going to come on uh, probably sometime mm-hmm. early April. And we're just going to talk about crazy shit that we've both yeah. done.
1: Jason's awesome because like no matter where he goes, he is like the funnest person and he'll always make friends with whoever he's with. Like yeah. he's, completely the most approachable person. So like he does a lot of traveling. So like whenever he comes back from vacation, he has the best stories ever. He'll like be in New York and he'll end up in like some waitresses, like huge loft penthouse. And it's like all decorated as if they're from like medieval times and stuff. And it's just like, or he'll go to like a place that only sells hot dogs or <laughs> something. So yeah.
0: Yeah. So we got that one coming up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back to the party. We're getting ready to all leave to go to Croc Rock,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is good because it's getting late at our place and it's really loud mm-hmm. and it's just like oh I'm sure we're piss- I'm sure we're like annoying our neighbors with all the music and yelling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now there's kind of a tradition when it comes to parties at our place that there seems to be one song that always ends the pre-party at our house. Yeah. Do you know what song I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. It involves an over the hand over the head clap hand yep. clap. Apparently everyone knows my love for the darkness. Then mm-hmm. I almost turned the big wreck podcast last week Mm -hmm. into the darkness podcast and there was a party i think it started with either my birthday last year or maybe it was halloween where on the playlist i had i believe in a thing called love by the darkness Mm -hmm. i had a bunch of songs on there but every time that song came on everyone stopped talking and they would just start singing the song
1: it was weird like i would be having a conversation with my back facing it and I turn around and, like, it was, like, as if we were in a concert venue.
0: Yeah, there's the part in the song towards the end where it's just, like, I believe in the thing I love. They're just singing that, and it's just the drum beat. Mm-hmm. And in the video and in concert, everyone's clapping over their head, like, clap. Yeah. And everyone, without me, like, having to ask them to do it, broke out into the over-the-head clap. Yeah, it was like apartment. the people
1: you don't anticipate doing it to, yeah, which like, was I kind of like, badass.
0: Like, me, Chris, Dan, Kate, Kate, Arthur. Kate, Arthur, Z. Yeah, Tammy. Tammy. Everyone did it. So now every party before we get ready to go, I put that song on. That's a signal. As a signal. Everyone starts singing it. I remember we were doing it and Alistair had like the karaoke mic was singing <laughs> into the mic. <laughs> and everyone just broke out into it and it was fantastic. And it almost cured me on my hangover. Yeah. So now let's get to the part where we actually get the crock rock.
1: We get to Croc Rock, and it is crazy. Like I said before, it's everyone and then some in there. It's like a no holes bar demographic. There's like 20-some of us, and you can either dance in the pit or go upstairs and dance on the little guy dance floor.
0: Yeah, and this, this is my first time there, and I feel like if you're going to Croc Rock, you should be pretty drunk because everyone there is really drunk. Mm-hmm. And I went in there pretty really sober and mm-hmm. really hungover, and the first – few people I see in there are old, cougar, prostitute-looking chicks mixed in with young 19-year-olds with mullets. Yeah. Fat, young, hickish-looking guys with mullets. And I'm just like, what have I stepped into?
1: See, I think that's glorious.
0: Yeah, until one of them wants to punch me in the face because, you know, I step on his chinos or something. No.
1: See, here's the cool thing about Croc Rock. I used to go there a lot with my friend Danny um, and my friend Jenny. She did her bachelorette party there. But when I used to go with Danny... It was usually on, like, a weekday after work. Everybody would pile in there, and because it's such, like, a what the hell is going on in this bar, like, you don't know what kind of people you'll see, everyone is on their best behavior. It is, like, the happiest place. It's like Candyland for cougars.
0: This is true, except I don't know if I told you that night. Mm. It was kind of interesting being there sober because I was just watching everyone and all the craziness. Yeah. And there was one part I remember when I was looking for you because we kind of got separated Mm -hmm. and, like... I was just looking for you and I was standing by the bar. I went upstairs to go to the balcony to kind of look down to see if I could find you or the rest mm-hmm. of our friends. And I'm standing next to this group of people and all of a sudden all I hear is a guy and a girl going, fuck you, screw you, fuck you. And this guy was tr- this close to throwing a punch at her. What? He literally had to get dragged out by a whole bunch of people because he was going to like snooky her and punch her right in the That's face. That's
2: crazy. I mean, everyone
0: was pretty respectful. Like everyone was just drunk and having mm. fun, whatever. But that one, a chick almost got knocked out by... One like really, uh like one of these guys like slicked back hair Ew. and you know, like a Gino suit, and like he's got flames on like, his, like his shoulder pads or whatever. Shoulder pads. <laughs> Anyways, so that was one experience. I remember the other funny part was I was downstairs in the pit, mm-hmm. still pretty hungover. I had one drink in me, so I was just like, you know what, I'm out here. I might as well make the most of it, even mm-hmm. if I am hungover. So there was like the the ledge where everyone was dancing, guys and girls. So I was like, "Screw this! If I'm here, might as well do it." Might as well. It. So I just burst through like the crowd of people by myself yeah. and jump up onto the That's stage. That's wicked. And just start like dancing by myself. Yeah. And then eventually, I think Tammy, Tammy and, and Kate, Kate and Scrivens, oh, all came. So I like helped them all up, and we're all just dancing. That's up amazing.
1: Because then when I went up to the balcony and I looked down and I just see you guys all on the stage, I'm like. How am I missing this? Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. See, I love the fact that all of you guys go and do stuff like that. Like, it's not, like, wallflower Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: Well, I'm like, I'm already out. I might as well do something with my time here.
1: Hells yeah. Well, we have, like, when you have, like, Maddie on the show, she yeah. has, like, the best, because she was the bride, Yeah. has, like, the best dr- drunk stories from that night. Like, we got so many free shots, and, like, honestly, people, if you want to have fun and just, like have a party for no reason, just stage a bachelorette party because people treat you so differently when you're in one.
0: You got her name on the screen. Yeah, I
1: got like, it was insane. We got like a guest package. I got her name on like the screen at Croc Rock being like, congrats, Maddie. (laughs) And like we made up like a whole story about like who she was marrying. Jake Mulligan. Yeah. Jake. (laughs) And then like what is his occupation? The wedding was supposed to be this weekend. Like
0: I said I played softball with Jake. He was a good guy.
1: (laughs) So it was really good.
0: Yeah, it was cool. The other time, I remember when I did eventually find you mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of the night, and you were just like, I want to go back and dance on the stage now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'll go up with you. And we were hanging out. It was you, me, and I think Richard. Yeah. The three of us. And so this this stage that everyone's dancing on, it couldn't be more than like... A
3: foot and a, a foot half. foot and a half wide. wide.
0: So I remember getting you up there. I'm up there. And then you bring Richard, Richard up. up. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember, okay, so I'm still... Hungover. I didn't start feeling better until the next day. So mm-hmm. I'm on this stage, hungover as balls.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm standing next to you, but the thing is... No,
3: I'm
1: in front of Richard almost. Yeah. I'm like kind of in front of you, but in front of Richard. And then this fat chick's in front of you. Yeah, so
0: this this is my scenario. So you're more over next to where Richard is. Yeah. And I just remember you being in front of him, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't want you to fall off. So I'm kind of holding on to you with my right hand. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, <laughs> since <laughs> there's so many people on stage, there's fat... Old cougar
1: is grinding up against you in front of me
0: and starts shaking her ass on me. <laughs> yeah. And she's like putting her head on my shoulder yeah. and all this stuff.
1: I am like entertaining this. This is yeah. hilarious, though, to me. I'm just
0: like, how do all like these moo moo chicks find me? <laughs> so I just remember holding you, getting grind by this big chick, mm-hmm. her ass in my lap, her mm-hmm. all over me. and all of a sudden, for whatever reason. I just started having, like, a really deep conversation with Richard as he, like, <laughs> leans over. And we start talking about, like, we are talking about, like, birth control and just reproductive. Are you serious? It started off talking about, like, podcasts with, like, Adam Troll and <laughs> Dr. Drew. And then it morphed into, like, you know, the morning after pill and all this stuff. I'm just so, like.
1: <laughs> the shit that goes on at Croc yeah. Rock. <laughs> like, first
0: of all, I'm like, I was actually having a good time talking to him because mm-hmm. it was fun. Second of all, I wanted to pass out because I my head hurt. <laughs> the other thing is I'm like, I don't want you to fall on then D. I'm like, how do yeah. I get this fat chick off of me?
1: So maybe the theme of this podcast should not be first world problems, but crock rock, rock problems.
0: problems. yeah. And then I remember we eventually got off stage. No one fell. I didn't mm-hmm. have to. except we all
1: came home with like bruises. yeah, I even had- like Tammy had some
0: a huge bruise on like my whole mm-hmm. shin of my leg and and stuff like that. It's like
1: what the hell happened to us? We all got like roofied simultaneously and
0: like <laughs> Yeah. So th- that's pretty much our experience there. When we get Maddie on the podcast, oh I'll ask God. her for her perspective as the faux bride and she has some pretty crazy like pizza pizza stories and just <laughs> her and old dudes and young dudes and just dudes galore. <laughs> which is pretty funny. So yeah. so that was our faux Bachelorette Party. Okay guys, so it's time to get into a new segment, uh-huh. a new game of the week. And this one's called Can I Get an Ad-Lib? Can I get an Ad Okay, so this is a new game I created. It's called Can I Get an Adlib? And basically what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say Well one of my thing about one of my favorite things about rap music is uh-huh. hearing the rappers ad lib.
2: I'm so horrible at this.
0: I'll give you options. so okay. You know it's like when someone goes like, oh, oh, turn my mic up, oh. Yeah. All these rappers have ridiculous ad-libs. So mm-hmm. I want to – I'll say someone's ad-lib and I'll give you an option of one or two people.
2: Okay. I'm
0: going to start with an easy one. You'll get this one right away. Okay. So the first ad-lib – I'm not even going to give you an option because you'll know who it is. Mm-hmm. It goes like this.
4: Two chains. <gasps>
0: <laughs> just tell me who says two
4: chains. Two chains.
0: We always make fun of two chains here, we sing lyrics to a song. Yeah. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. Two <laughs> chains. <laughs> so that, that's see, that's how simple it is. Okay.
2: Yeah, but I always like improvise. It'll be like when
1: I go to bed, I want two, two. kisses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? When you go to the store, get me two apples.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just sing two chain songs all the time. Yeah. So see, this is how simple the game is. Okay, I like it. It gets tougher and tougher as we go on. Yeah, you might be able to get this one if you don't know who it is. I'll give you an option of two people. Ham. Hey. Do you want me to oh, re- repeat this? Oh, is that
2: Kanye? Boom.
0: Ham. Ham. Yeah.
2: Motherfucking blah, 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 know who I am. I'm about, I'm about to, to go. go ham.
0: Yeah, he go. I'm not saying ham though. I'm saying ham.
2: Hey. I thought it was ham. Well, it is
0: ham. Oh, okay. But he also goes ham. Hey.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: People are going to be turning this podcast off because of how I repeat this. <laughs> really? See, this is simple, right?
2: Yeah. I'm such like.
0: Okay. I'm going to do another one. You won't know. I'll give you a clue who it is. You should be able to guess. Okay. Okay. Ready? Go. Brrr <laughs> Burr. I'll give you a clue. I talked about him, this rapper earlier in the podcast. Cookie Man. Boom. <laughs> yeah. His ad lib is brr. <laughs> that's what he says.
2: I was gonna guess, uh, Buster Rhyme. <laughs> Buster Rhyme? Yeah.
0: I don't even know what his Buster's. Buster bus. I think that's what he says.
2: Oh, see, Brandon and I used to sing Buster Rhyme songs, and it was just like, uh, like Give Me Some More song. It's like, just like Cindy Pottier.
1: <laughs> Give me some more. Song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he has a great song I was listening to today called Light Your Ass on Fire. Of course. He goes, Move, bitch, go and light your ass on fire. <laughs> All right, He's next. so
3: underrated.
0: He is, I love uh, Busta. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yes. Yuck. I'll repeat it. Yuck. I'll give you a clue. Is it either Pusha T or Most Def?
2: See, I don't even know which is wrong. Yuck. <laughs> is, that, is Most Def the one who made the video store movie?
0: You with Jack Black? Yeah. Yes.
2: I'm going to guess him.
0: You would be wrong. It's Pusha
2: T. Ah, oh, Pusha.
0: He goes, yuck. If you listen to his song, Runaway, with Kanye West, push your teeth on it. Oh, shit, yeah. He goes, ugh.
1: Damn it. Yeah. Gotta pay more attention.
0: (laughs) Okay, I got two more for you. Three more for you. Okay. Okay, this one. Swerve.
2: Oh, is that ASAP Rocky?
0: Close. No, ASAP Rocky. I don't know what his ad lib is, but um, it's in the same, same vein as the new generation. I'll give you a clue. Okay. It's either Big Sean or Manny Fresh. Big Sean. Boom! Yeah,
2: he
0: has. Uh, he says swerve as his ad lib, which <laughs> is quite hilarious.
2: Wait, then who says swag?
0: Swag is technically little b, the base god okay. little b. but swag swag's from like a bunch of songs. But we just both go swag. Okay. Uh, okay. So I got two more for you. Okay. You ready?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that somebody who has like? really low lung capacity
0: yeah i'm doing it in his voice again i'll go again <laughs>
2: is I'll, that like notorious big before he kicked
0: close it is a fat rapper i'll give you a clue it's either bun b or young jeezy
1: i don't know who <laughs> these people are
0: bun b is part of ugk
1: i don't even know who that is, is it <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the first one
0: bun b yeah no it's young jeezy
2: <laughs>
0: young jeezy he has some pretty good songs. he says. He's from the south. He's pretty big. He was pretty big in like the mid two thousands. He had songs with Kanye and Jay Z and stuff. Okay. Okay. Last one. You ready? Yes. We both say this, but I don't know. I don't uh-huh. think you know. I don't know him, why but, I
1: say it. Okay. Right?
0: Yes, sir.
2: I thought we just said that.
0: We do, but I got it from a rapper who's. I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. He's a rapper. Yeah. Slash. He can sing. Slash. He's a producer. Slash. He's in a rock band. Yezur. He's worked with Britney Spears. Well, I am. Close. Uh, apple box? <laughs> apple D. Apple apple yeah, what's his name? Oh, Apple Apple D, the Filipino yeah. guy from... <laughs> yeah. He's not part of Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> yes, sir. Pharrell Williams. Oh.
2: oh.
0: Yeah, he says it.
2: Oh, okay. Listen
0: to all the songs he produces and he's featured on He goes, yes, sir. I didn't know that. Anyways, guys, that's how you play Can I Get an ad lib? <laughs> Can I get an ugly Yeah, so like we were saying, this episode is based all on first world problems and one of our first world problems is the fact that we have so many problems that we can't get to them all this whole episode. (laughs) So like I said, we went around the internet and found some of the funniest stuff that we could find of people just bitching and complaining. Mm -hmm. And we are a part uh, we live in a great apartment. I love living here. I love living here. There's a Facebook group though uh, for our building management, mm-hmm. and people take the time to just complain and bitch the management people about the most like mundane, stupidest stuff you can think of.
1: It's also just like, how do you have this much time to bitch in such detail consistently? It's kind of worrisome.
0: Yeah, so like I said, during lunch break, I either read comment sections in rap websites or I read this Facebook page and just read the (laughs) hilarious comments people write about how like about the problems they're going through and living. And I'm like, we've I've lived in this building for almost six years. You and I have lived in here together for two Two years, years, and we've never had a complaint that. No. If we had a problem, we would call them. and It was just some little thing about having to fix a, a fixture or something like that. Mm. But these people just complain about the craziest thing.
1: Yeah. So we want to read you First World Problems, some of the posts that we have seen and like literally lifted from said website. And you can actually witness now how ridiculous these people are. So we're going to do a little bit of a radio play for you, if yeah. you will.
0: And, okay, so you're going to play – there's a few
1: – There's a few characters. a
0: few characters who write uh, a bunch of car- uh, comments. For my guy, I, I'm going to do a voice, and it's an ode to Moore stories, which is Jay Moore's podcast. Okay. Because Jay Moore always does impersonations, but the funniest one he does is of his manager, Barry Katz. Okay. Everyone, he's one of those guys where everyone has an impersonation of him. He's like a Christopher Walken where everyone has <laughs> – so I just listened to the recent Moore stories where Barry Katz was on, and mm-hmm. Jay Moore always talks as his voice. So I'm going to try and talk as this guy. Gotcha. Uh, as my character. I'm
1: going to try and do my best impersonations for just different voices for all the rest of the people. So you're going to take the main protagonist. Okay, so how I think we're going to tackle this just because we don't want to have to say the names of each individual in this argument. Understand that there's one really intense evil character who just feels like He has a first world problem, and then the rest is, like, just other tenants within the apartment and the management group. So we're going to do our best to act this out so you can literally tell who's who.
0: I'll be that evil guy with my uh, Barry Katz voice. And I'll be everyone else. Okay, let's try and do this. Here
4: we go. The fire testing's horrible, man.
1: (laughs) Hi, Randy. We are very sorry for your inconvenience and the necessary testing this is causing. Good news though, Randy. The testing is done for today. Thanks for your patience and understanding.
4: I will go home and scrape the cat off the ceiling. Thanks, man.
1: Better than trying to clean up your cat's ashes because the fire system isn't working. It's a necessary test that happens in every single apartment building. I'm pretty happy to know that if a fire happens, our building is prepared. This is apartment living one-on-one.
4: The alarm goes off so often that people ignore it, man. Another... In order to be effective alarm, it has to signal something out of the ordinary. I'll move my ass when I see smoke, man.
1: Other than the testing, which is completely necessary, and thank you, management, for ensuring the system is good and repaired. At 55, at least, I have heard the alarm maybe once or twice over the past year. Not bad, in my opinion, considering the size of this building.
4: Were you not here for the alarm replacement project, man?
1: Yeah, maybe once or twice since the year has started. Not once and twice in the span of 365 days. I agree with Randy. The problem is annoying, and it goes off way too often. I understand the monthly testing, but when the alarm goes off to the point where you don't know whether or not to believe it's really going on and it's a safety precaution anymore.
4: <laughs> <laughs> First of all, let me just applaud you for doing everyone's voice. and You have about four different voices going, and for some reason I'm just doing the one guy. Great southern accent,
3: though
1: i was talking since the replacement project however yes i was here for that however more frequent alarms during the project were to be expected similar to how there were more frequent water interruptions during the plumbing rise replacement project and that was communicated well in advance by the management team We're all entitled to our own opinions. However, as Jonathan formerly said, the testing is a requirement and all apartment buildings do it. Perhaps I've just been lucky and have not been home during the other alarms. My experience has been one that would be hard-pressed to find as a 45-year-old apartment complex in better condition with better management and some rental price point.
4: Wow, defensive people, man. (laughs) The alarm testing is horrible. It makes it impossible for me to work from home and it annoys my pets. I don't know who is responsible, overzealous fire regulations, trace Tracer Protection Services, fire-obsessed Torontonian culture, or management. I don't really care, man. I'm not sure how you think this is the criticism of the management and where the plumbing project comes into. But that does not really speak to my point, man. Having blaring, having blaring sirens in your home is a horrible thing and it should be minimized for whoever is responsible. I really don't understand why this is a controversial statement. First world rent, first world salary, first world expectations, man. I should be able to schedule a conference call in my own home. Some of us has careers, you know. Where are you from that you have such a lowered expectations, man?
1: <laughs> Management test every month, like Park Properties does. Every month, sometimes for hours. Last time we had a three day test, our dog was losing her mind. Had we had a warning that time that it was going to take three days, we'd have just got a room at a hotel next door or put her in a doggy daycare.
4: I wonder how long it would. I wonder how long you would have to stay in a hotel if there was an actual fire, man.
1: Let's ask those people from the Wellesley Fire. That's a street across in the area.
4: Richard, do you think it would be possible to design a fire detection system that could catch a fire the size of the Wellesley fireman, but be reliable enough to not be tested every month? I think of systems that are a lot more complicated (laughs) that run anonymously. Perhaps we should shut down the traffic lights for three days for testing. How about the electrical grid? No internet for three days to ensure everything is a okay man.
1: Note that this conversation is happening over the span of an hour with multiple other comments that have since been deleted by the management team because they are vulgar and contain profane language that will not be tolerated and thus have been removed.
4: You live on a farm? You don't even live downtown. Your advice to quit my six-figure salary management position, and get a quote-unquote real job is out of line man I find it amazing that you admit to scanning our pages for stupid shit nice pastime seriously if you don't even live here can you stop trolling the comments and insulting residents man this page is for tenants and prospective tenants Not Toronto haters, man. (laughs) And scene.
1: I think it's really interesting to point out that, like, what irritates people, it's like a safety precaution has actually driven that much traffic to the management website. Like, I think that's ridiculous. And a first world problem at that.
0: I just love the one guy who I was doing, he's just like, he's like, I make over $100,000 a year from my apartment. I should Mm -hmm. be able to do conference calls from around the world. It's like, get off your high horse and move out of the apartment and go to like a swanky condo if you're Thank making you. kind of money. You're Dude.
1: so stupid. It's like, what are you like, managing your pets? Like get the fucking, get a real job.
0: I just remember reading this at work one day and I like, I think I called you being like, you have to check out this page right now and read the arguments that are going on because it's yeah. just hilarious.
1: So John was mentioning one of his favorite websites to check out on uh, the net over lunchtime and I equally do the same thing if you guys haven't checked out is reddit.com so reddit.com you can literally search up a search for anything on there and it's the funniest pastime of reading you'll ever have in the short span of like 20 minutes because it can be all headlines so people often post first world problems on this website called reddit and it is actually insane because you can comment on it and there are like hundreds if not thousands and they're ranked and they're literally like some of the silliest things you'll ever read in your life but they're stuff people are really passionate about so i don't know if you want to read this some is of them.
0: amazing. I've never been to this website, and I'm just reading some of them. And I, This is m- might be better than the hip-hop comment section.
1: <laughs> so, like, me and my brothers, like, my brother Carl, who's, like, a really brilliant economist, will send me debates off here about KFC versus, like, Popeyes and, like, the intense argument that people can get into. And I just think it's really glorifying when there's things like world wars going on and famines. Somebody has the balls to write...
0: I'm cold when I take my sweater off, but I'm too hot when I put it back
1: on. (laughs) And there's already comments on it. Like, who has the fucking gall to write this shit? Get a windbreaker. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, first world problems. My company doesn't provide free coffee, so I have to walk across the street and pay for it. Like, woe is me. Spend your fucking $3 somewhere else.
4: Yeah,
0: or my ex-girlfriend loves to give blowjobs. Well, I don't know why Ew. she's your ex-girlfriend then. Ew. Should have held on to that one.
1: <laughs> um, here's another one. It's just like, can't get more than a square of the single-ply toilet paper without ripping it. <laughs> right? For hashtag first world problems. First
0: world, first world problem, I can't fit all my food into my lunch bag. Well, it's like, we'll get another bag of food or stop eating so much fatty.
1: Okay, hashtag first world problem. I lost my cell phone. Now I have to read on the toilet like some kind of 90s kid. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay, first of all, don't ever go into the bathroom with your cell phone because I will never talk to you again.
0: Plug your ears if you have kids around. I'm taking a shit in the public restroom, but people keep coming in to pee, and I don't want them to see me leave, so I have to sit
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a common problem I've heard other people oh, have. I
0: hope he has his cell phone, or he has to sit there like a 90s kid. <laughs>
1: See, the weird thing about Reddit is like this shit happened nine minutes ago. So as we're talking about first world problems, people are actually experiencing them right out of here.
0: Okay, here's a quick one. This is definitely a first world problem. Mm -hmm. My safe is full. Come like, what was money bags? Like, uh, what do you I got then, in like, there? I'm, like,
1: freaking, like, bleeding money these days. Yeah, like, okay, come okay, the Ebenezer fuck Scrooge. on. Scrooge. The Jack Daniels bottle is empty at the Delta Sky Club in Philadelphia, so I had to drink gin instead. Um, come the fuck on, first world problem.
0: First world problem, my 4G phone only gets 2G service at my parents' house. Well, then get out of your parents' basement and get yourself an apartment. dick. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's like my thing with first world problems. You know me. Like today, me and my friend Matt, when we were walking home, helped push a woman's car out of like the slush and things. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm always willing to help people, but I can't get over certain people who feel the sense of entitlement when they've done nothing in life. Yeah. It really stresses me out. And it's like, I'm not saying that I fought a war, I've cured cancer, I've given someone my kidneys. None of that. But I will genuinely make. The attempt to help people and do as much as I can to help the community and help all of our friends and family. Yeah. It really stresses me out when this is posted on the interweb for all to see. And then it's commented on.
0: Yeah. Like, we'll have to do an episode where we read the comments. Because I'm, I'm scared to see what people comment. No. Like, I hope they're not encouraging these people. I hope they're, like, putting them in their place. I
1: think the fun thing is, it's like... Mine is like first world problems. If you look up debates on reddit.com, like the KFC versus Popeyes, people are so intense about their chicken. You know that it's like some large southern like Aunt Jemima looking chick and like some really skinny like U of T student on the other side debating this whole dilemma. And it's like the points they bring up. It's like the succulent skin of the Popeyes Cajun surroundings is so much, you know, juicier than the Oily secretions coming out of a KFC breast or something. And so, but it's like so funny because it's just so random that people are so passionate about this shit and that's what they post about. Like, I can barely get people to post on like a political webpage that I work for (laughs) about like real issues. But this, this is people go to town. Okay, so let's
0: get into a round of the most popular game on the show. This is Was It Worth? The Hassle. Okay, I do this one every week, and mm-hmm. everyone really, like, sees ones. I always find them funny. I have one. Since we're talking first-world problems, this is, like, the definition of, again, another first-world problem that's going on. Like, it's not a real issue because I could be over somewhere and just not have any food to eat or whatever. So let's go back in time to, I would say, t- three years ago mm-hmm. when I was living in the bachelor apartment mm-hmm. of this building but before you and I moved in. Okay. So my bachelor – My bedroom, my bed faced a wall, which uh, the wall leaked over to my neighbor's side. Mm -hmm. And I believe where my bed was, his side of the wall was like his living room. Yeah. Okay, so my neighbor, I I would call him, so my neighbor, I called him Jungle Beats because he would just play like the weirdest, loudest jungle beat music, like (laughs) just like not even good, like you know, techno or not even good rap. It was just, like, really shitty. It was, like,
1: trance weirdness.
0: Trans weirdness. We would call them jungle beats. Mm -hmm. But the funniest thing was, so he lived in a one-bedroom, and he lived uh, with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And from time to time, I would hear them arguing through their wall.
1: But it would be, like, the most, like, bizarre hours. Like, whenever I crash at your apartment, it would be, like, one-in-the-morning arguments or
0: And here's the other thing was I was never worried about having to call the cops because he was going to hit her because he was like also the goofiest guy in the world. <laughs> he looked like – if anyone knows who uh, what Jason Spezza of the Ottawa Sanders looks like, <laughs> this guy looks exactly like him. So just this mm-hmm. really tall, goofy-looking yeah. You know, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and so there, here's a couple of conversations that I heard through the wall that they were yelling at the top of their lungs like – People would go out into the hallway and be like, "What the? What fuck? the hell is going on?" And actually, you know, I almost had to call the cops once because I thought that the girlfriend was going to beat the shit out of him because <laughs> you know she was really bitchy. <laughs> so the first time I heard them fight, they were yelling, and he was—I swear—so close to crying. And and he was. This was the conversation. You think I'm not a man? How dare you not call me a man? (laughs) And she's like, well, you can't pick dinner. You're not a man. (laughs) He's like, I've picked dinner all the time. Don't call me that. And it would be stuff like that. Another time they got into a big fight. I just remember they're fighting. And he's just like, I can't believe you're saying this to me. I do your taxes for you. How
1: dare you yell at me (laughs) like this?
0: And just be like the <laughs> silliest shit that I would hear, right?
1: You know when your T4 and T22 come up, it's a legit argument.
0: I remember one time, I think it was Ferris's birthday. I was late going to her birthday because I was just listening to them yell through the walls because it was the funniest that thing I ever amazing. listened to. That is amazing. Okay, but this is my Was not Worth the Hassle? Okay. So there was a Friday when I came home from work at like 5.30 mm-hmm. and I was getting ready to go over to your place. It's when you lived across the street from me. Yeah. And I get home, and I just hear again through the wall him blasting some crazy, like, trance music. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't care. It's Friday. It's 5 o'clock. I don't give a shit what you're doing now, right? Yeah. Like, we have parties. We play loud music. Yeah. To a certain point, it gets annoying. Anyways, I leave to go to your place probably around 6 or so. Music's still blaring. I'm like, okay, have fun jungle beats. Mm -hmm. Hope you don't get yelled at by your lady, whatever. Mm -hmm. Go over to your place. We do whatever that night. Go to a movie, eat dinner, whatever it is. And we decide to come back to my place
1: because your house has air conditioning
3: and yeah. mine, doesn't it?
0: it was the middle of summertime, so <laughs> yeah. it just made more sense to sleep over there yeah. because we wouldn't, you know, Die. be sweating through the blankets or whatever. Yeah. So we get home and we come over and it's about 1 or one thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and the music's still blaring. And now I know he's not having a party because I can't hear anyone talking through mm-hmm. the, the wall. And it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I don't mind you playing music loud from like 5 to like even midnight. Like I get it. It's it's yeah. a Friday night. Whatever. If it was like a Tuesday, I'd be maybe a little pissed. Anyways, we get over, it's like one one thirty. I'm like, Okay, the music's still loud, but we're not going to bed just yet. Whatever. I'm sure maybe by like one thirty, two o'clock we'll be done. So we're watching T V, we're on the internet, and we go to bed finally, it's two in the morning, and the music's still so loud. And it's not like lightly going through the wall. Mm -hmm. It's just like I can hear everything. It's we can't sleep. No, so
1: it's like is this person dead that they don't recognize that this music hasn't turned off?
0: So here's the thing. It's Two in the morning, we're trying to sleep. By two thirty, by two thirty, I hit my breaking point.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me ask you: Was it worth the hassle to let the music go on till it stops, or would you go over? So, what? Before no. I tell you what I did,
1: okay, what would you do? I think in normal circumstances, like when I'm tired and irritated and I want to just go to bed, especially because I feel we're respectable tenants. Like, yeah, we do play music, we wouldn't do it that late. So I'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm going over there."
0: Okay, so you would go over, confront them, and what what would you say when you go over there? Would you be really mean about it? No.
1: I'd be like, so what are you listening to? (laughs) Can I come in? Can I come in? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Maybe make you some cupcakes. Oh, Mm. if you can, can you put the volume a little lower? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Oh, no. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, I I respect that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'll tell you what I did. You know what I did because you were there with Mm -hmm. me. So I think it came to about 2.30, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, If it goes on until 2:30, I'm going over there and Mm -hmm. I'm knocking on the door, telling to turn it off or make just put it down. Which is like,
1: okay, trust me, guys. Like I know we've said it before in like previous podcasts. When John gets sassy, he means it because he doesn't pull out the sass a lot. So when you have to, it really stresses me out.
0: Well, I I just got upset because I was more worried about you because I'm just like, oh, now you're not sleeping. It's just Mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm more worried about you than myself. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, first world problems. I can't sleep.
0: (laughs) So I was just I was. Furious. I'm like, fuck, it's two thirty. I'm going over there. He's not having a party, whatever. Mm-hmm. And almost like in uh Saint Lucia where I didn't go over in just a towel. I think I went over in like shorts and like a tank top or yeah. something to be like, This is my <laughs> sleeping clothes. <laughs> yeah. So I walk over, I'm steaming, I'm really mad. You're just kind of you're looking through like our my doorway just to kind of like see. what's going on yeah. out there. So I go over and you can hear it through the hallway. Like I'm sure the other neighbors could hear it. Probably the and they're probably well, grateful
1: that you're doing it.
0: So I go over there. I'm super upset, and I just bang on the door. Bang, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the music kind of goes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a pause, and all I hear is this girlfriend go, I told you to turn the fucking music down. Now enter the fucking door. Oh, my God. And my jaw drops, and the guy and I can hear the guy in there being like, huh? And all of a sudden, so then again, I knock on the door again. Oh, my again, God. Okay. And she goes, Enter the fucking door! Like, as loud as she can. And I instantly go from being upset. I mean, like
1: so nervous if she opened that damn door. Yeah,
0: so I go from being upset to being like, oh fuck, I feel bad for this guy because he's living like with the biggest ball buster. Around.
1: Seriously?
0: So I'm not upset. And he comes and he opens the door a little bit and kind of pokes his head through.
1: It's probably like, rescue me.
0: So I had all these things where I was going to be like, I had a, a bunch of things planned I was going to say and I was just, mm-hmm. I felt bad. So I'm like, I'm like, oh hey man, do you mind turning the music down? He's like, yeah, 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 sure. I'm like, It's just because my bedroom is right next to your wall. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. And he closes the door. He turns the music off. Mm -hmm. And I could just hear like – there was like a two-minute argument afterwards where she's like, I told you to turn the fucking music down. You're too loud. And he's just like, I can't help it whatever. I was like, I'm trying to get away from your nagging. Oh, my
4: God. And anyways, he turned the music down. We got
0: a good night's sleep. That is hilarious. There was other things they've yelled, you know. You know, after that date, but
2: I wonder if they're still together.
0: They are. I see. I've seen them in the laundry oh, room.
1: Oh, that's when you know that man is settled.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh...
1: do you really want to be with that for the rest of your life? Well,
0: he was a big dweeb, so I'm sure you can't get anything better. And she
1: probably can't find anyone to do her taxes.
0: There you go. That's how you play. Was it worth the hassle? <laughs> So I want to read my own first world problem. And this is an email. I was going through all my emails from like years and years ago on my my Hotmail account. Mm -hmm. And I've had my Hotmail since I was about 15 years old. But I think they only archive it so much.
3: Yeah,
1: because I don't don't see any of my old shit either.
0: So this email, I'm going to read you. It's pretty hilarious. It's from probably about six years ago or so. Mm -hmm. And let me just read it to you and then you give me your comments and then we'll end this thing. Okay. Hi, John. It's blank. I was wondering if you could do me a huge favor. I need someone to shoot B-roll for my final project at Wonderland. Not a lot, just a little. When I quit, I left on bad terms and I don't really want to go back. But it's a little too late to change my project idea now. I'll lose marks for changing my topic. Nonetheless, I'll supply you with a DV tape and I'll pay you for the entrance fee to get into Wonderland. Plus a little extra for doing it. It'd be great help for me. Really, it can be quick and easy too. I'll even write a list of what you need to shoot for me. What? Don't worry about bringing the camera uh, back. My dad's ex-wife works there, and I'll let (laughs) her know that you're coming. Even so, you'd be surprised what kind of fancy cameras tourists have.
1: Are you kidding me? Somebody sent this to you?
0: Anywho, let me know if you can help me out. This would mean the world to me. We'll even go for Starbucks, my treat.
1: Wow, because that (laughs) actually compensates for that? Who is this piece of shit person?
0: Uh, I don't know, just someone from the past. I just thought it was hilarious to, like, just kind of the gall to ask someone to to pretty much be your bitch and go... Goes all the way out to, like, Wonderland, which is nowhere near where I live. Thank you. Live.
2: It's like, how are you supposed to get
1: out there?
0: Yeah, it's just like, that's your own problem if you left on bad terms Thank from working you. at Wonderland. So. Probably
1: because you're a freaking selfish-ass person.
0: Yeah, I just thought that was a funny email I found. It was one of the funniest ones from, like, years and years ago, but...
1: I just think it's ridiculous, like... It's not even like, hey, John, can you do me a quick favor on Saturday at, like, 7 p.m. It involves shooting something. Just let me know if you're available. Like, at least preface it that way, not like, here's a real long monologue about going to my mother's husband's boyfriend's <laughs> yeah. sister's house or something.
0: Well, it was nice that I was offered to have a nice Starbucks treat. I hope I can get the grande hot chocolate. It's not just limited <laughs> yeah. to, like, a tall boy.
1: You should be like, go to Starbucks and buy, like, every Keurig coffee maker possible there.
0: Yeah. Anyways, I think we should make this a a two-parter episode again. We always go along with our podcast. Mm -hmm. We have some more funny like Facebook uh, statuses I have from a few Mm -hmm. years ago. I have some more funny emails I want to read and stuff like that and just kind of shoot the shit and do more first world problems. Mm -hmm. So let's end this week. As always, if you guys made it this far, I want to tell you about my band of the week. And my band of the week is called Escort. Now, Escort is this awesome contemporary disco band based out of Brooklyn, New York. They're known for, like, their modern and live dance music sound. And when they perform, they perform with up to 17 people in their band. It's Fantastic. I found out about this band about a year ago when I was on Spin.com's website. And I was just reading through their reviews, and I saw this thing, you know, modern-day disco band brings back the funk, or whatever it was. And I listened to their album. Their album's also called Escort. And it just blew me away. The lead singer sounds like she's coming straight out of the 70s. It's all really fun, cool dance, music. Val and I were fortunate enough to see them earlier this year play at the Horseshoe in Toronto, which was so cool because the Horseshoe is a really tiny, it's a classic uh, bar venue, and unfortunately the whole 17-piece band couldn't make it up because they couldn't even fit on the stage at such a small stage. But their live show is just as good as their uh, album, I think you guys are really going to dig them. It's just really catchy. Like I, f- I feel like the lead singer, her voice is 10 times better than Rihanna's, 10 times better than Beyonce. She had a wicked fro. She was playing bass. Her singing live is so good. So if you guys want to check them out, a couple of songs I love by Escort are Starlight, really, really good, A Sailboat in the Moonlight, and Love in Indigo. But as always, I have the song of the week by the band of the week. And my favorite song by Escorts that you guys have to check out right now is called, drumroll please, All Through the Night. So catchy, so much fun. It'll instantly put you in a good mood. And I'm going to end this week's podcast with All Through the Night by Escort. So once again, guys, thanks again for listening. I appreciate all the support. Kept me on the front page of the iTunes podcast. If you guys want to get a hold of me and tell me what your first world problems are, tell me any funny emails or things you've read online, Tweet me at mallencamp, M-A-L-L-O-N-C-A-M-P. You can Facebook me. I'm live at 605. Just search that. Email me at live at 605.gmail.com or head to my WordPress. It's live at 605.wordpress.com and we'll post pictures of different stories that we talked about from this week's podcast so again i want to thank award-winning guest valerie gomez for coming along with me on this journey and just talking about the hilarity that is first world problems and we'll be back next week with an all-new episode until then you're live at 605 and i'm john take it easy